this is the most festive podcast in the galaxy. The Elise Yeezy Show. Hi guys and welcome back to the Elise Yeezy Show. I am your host, Elise Yeezy, and today I am joined by Evangelina Scob. All right, mate. Hello. How are you? I do you know what? I'm having I'm having an issue with something recently and and I figure this is fine to talk about because Emma Chamberlain has been talking about the same thing. Here is my issue, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been having the worst cravings for cigarettes. Does Emma Chamberlain smoke? She vapes, like, but nicotine vapes. Mm. So okay. she's been talking about her nicotine on-off addiction. And, but like, you know, usually it's, I, I used to crave vapes because they taste nice, right? But no, at the moment, I'm really craving just cigarettes, just tar, just smoke. <laughs> Do you think it's like stress or the weather or like, are you just trying to be cool? Like what, what is going on here? I think it's a mix of all those things, you mm-hmm. know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, have you seen Russian Doll on Netflix? I started it ages ago. I think like the first episode or two. Mm. Well, she's constantly smoking in that like, you know, proper mm. cigarettes. And that kind of like kickstarted it a little bit because I was like, oh man, like that is that is nice. I do I do miss just the harshness of a cigarette. <laughs> and I've been really good actually. I think like to my memory, I think I've only had two cigarettes for the entire year. Okay, well, that's really good considering it's like the end of the year. <laughs> you right? say that in January, it's going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> like I've vaped here and there throughout throughout the year because I'm a tiny bit of a social vapor. I would admit that, but e- even then, it depends. Like if I'm in a social scenario, but no one vapes then or smokes, then I'm not going to have any. But if it's more of like a party scenario where people are drinking and maybe like there's a little bit of it going around, then I will vape then because it helps me it kind of helps me deal with people drinking it makes me feel like I'm not totally missing out on something if I have a little vape Mm -hmm. but yeah cigarettes I've only had two this year and they were absolutely they were disgusting they were so vile I was like nah I'm like done with this it's so gross but now I'm just craving cigarettes and it's weird and I think it is kind of like the cold weather as well I don't know yeah. what it is because like summer it's all muggy and you don't really want to be smoking or vaping because it just like feels gross but when it's cold it's such a vibe to have a cigarette and a coffee yeah no it's like the aesthetic <laughs> it's kind of like what are they saying on TikTok at the moment like Slavic aesthetic which like how mm. dare you steal my culture but like yeah it kind of goes hand in hand I guess so yeah, I'm just I'm I'm struggling with that. It's taking it, it's taking a lot of my willpower to not go to the shops and buy a pack of cigarettes. Well, why don't I, you like think of it this way? Cigarettes are really f-ing expensive. You could spend that I money know. on something else. Yeah, two vapes. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> be happy. But I kind of feel like we're vaping now. You know, like we're the guinea pig generation, right? And. Mm. What if it turns out the vapes are worse? Like, like I kind of feel like they are definitely worse. There's well, yeah, they're so, worse. So is it not better that I just have a cigarette? I mean, I always say, and I people think I'm joking. I'm not. You'd probably be better off smoking cigarettes than vapes. I think vapes are disgusting. I think they're awful, and they're probably going to kill everybody in ten years. You're all just going to drop dead. 
So <laughs> don't vape. Just like get a cigarette off somebody and be done with it. And they're not vaping. It's not it's it's not satisfying like a cigarette it really burns you and it's like oh yeah i've had a cigarette i mean there are those maniacs <laughs> that smoke like two packs a day and it's like it's you know when some people it's like oh this guy smokes 60 cigarettes a day it's like you're awake for about 16 hours of the day how the hell are you having like how how are you fitting that many in like you're you you got screw loose but like the average person maybe had like 10 like five what why are you laughing like that did you have 60 a day i I used to smoke two packs a day, yeah. How? Not 60. How did you find Well, because you'd have three with a coffee. What? And then I have three coffees a day. Yeah, three. One before the coffee, one during the coffee, and one after. And then you have like three no, coffees a day. And then you also have one in the morning when you get up. And then you have a couple like going out, a couple after like food and stuff. I finally met someone <laughs> who smokes, who smoked, used to smoke two packs. How did you give up then? Because yeah. like, I've never been like, the only time I would ever chain smoke is if I was drinking or like drugging or something, you know, if I was high, yeah. fine. But like, I've always, I, I feel like I've always had a very healthy kind of, I don't have a dependency on nicotine, right? Even though I'm craving mm -hmm. it right now, I haven't gone to the shops and bought it. Like I can go months without having a vape or having a cigarette. You know, I feel like I mm -hmm. kind of have a very healthy, because I, I do... This is the wrong message to put out, but I don't believe that one cigarette is going to kill you. I feel like if you're in London and you, you you're in you're in a uh, Brixton, the air pollution levels like that's going to kill you. You know, mm -hmm. like no no joke. And I I mentioned Brixton specifically because London has like a air pollution quota they're meant to meet throughout the entire year and i think brixton is like the worst borough for it like they get they get through their entire year's worth of like quota in a few weeks like by the 21st oh, of january it's like they've already met how they're meant much they're meant to be i don't i don't know what it is i think maybe because like there's a really big junction in brixton don't know what it is but like mm. I don't feel like having one cigarette every few months is going to do anything to you. I don't know if that's really bad of me to say. Um, I think that's reasonable to say. Like, it's one. Like, it's not good for you, but you're not going to, like, keel over and die. So. And I never liked... I don't know. Um, I hmm? What? You. Me you. first. Is my podcast. It's the, it's the Elite. Yeah, exactly. not the, the Vangelie discussion. I'm joking. Um, it was called Scovcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> I also, I never, I never partook in shisha. Do you like shisha? I like, I don't like it. I just feel like it don't taste very nice. And I think like shisha is way worse than you. Cause is it in the, it's the equivalent of having like, like a hundred cigarettes in one go. Is it not? I think, feel like I'm just making it? that up, but I, I, I feel like, like it is bad. I don't like it. I mean, I haven't tried one in years, like years and years, but I I did like them. It wasn't like a mm. frequent thing, but nah. yeah, I don't know. It's like the the experience of it, or something. <laughs> but don't great. do it. Even like even, you know, like cigars as well. They're not great either. Just cigars. Oh, I love no. cigars. Do you? You're such an old man. <laughs> I am, and I used to drink like whiskey, like whiskey and cigar. Man. We would have like whiskey cigar poker nights. <laughs> Whilst you're having your 40 a day as well. I am actually an old man. Oh, God. This is awful news for me. <laughs> well, you gave up, though. You, you stopped smoking. Yeah, ages ago. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I just did. <laughs> like, I just woke up one day and I went, yeah, that's it now. I'll just do it socially. And then that turned into... I'm a very all or nothing person. 
like with kind of all of my habits it's like Mm. I go really really into it but at the same time I adjust really quickly to things so if I just stop doing it I forget like I can't stop eating chocolate at the moment but I know if I just stopped eating it for like a couple of days like I just forget about chocolate like it wouldn't matter in my life at all anymore I'm jealous of that I I feel like I could do a lot more with my life if I tried now that I say this (laughs) maybe you should apply that you can you can apply that attitude to like work no, I think it only works for stopping things. I don't think it works for starting. I can't... stop working. You could do that. <laughs> I can't control my um slight sugar addiction. I mean, I guess it's nothing crazy, but I do have to have sugar every single day. And I feel like it, it's the it's the dopamine seeking ADHD thing because I feel like I'm always just looking for for something that's gonna boost my mood a bit or something that's gonna be a bit interesting. You know, like. Even with my my gambling habits. <laughs> oh, dear God. But again, it's nothing bad. Like, I'm not, you know, playing poker or doing a slot machine. There's nothing I... wrong with poker. Poker is not gambling. <laughs> poker is strategic. I just, I just do my little um, instant win scratch cards on the National Lottery app. <laughs> but I do, Which I like, still it's, think. It's bad. Yeah, you could just throw the money on the street. Like you could do that. But if I throw if the money to. on the street, I've got no chance of winning a million pounds. But if I put it into an instant win scratch card game, I have like a one in ten million chance of winning a million pounds. So I mean you can't argue with maths, can you? Like facts are facts. <laughs> Statistically, if I spend like, you know, ten million on these scratch cards, then maybe I'll win a million. So who's the winner? You've lost nine million. <laughs> you know, or is really that big. like a? Sorry, I keep cutting over you today. Jesus, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm very eager to talk. I was just going to say, is that like a sunk cost? I don't sunk know. I'm pretending fallacy. to know maths. That yeah. It's so bad. I mean, like it's nothing. It is genuinely nothing crazy. There's something about seeing numbers that makes my brain tick over. You know, like I even play these stupid little games where you don't, you're, you're not doing anything really. You're just customizing little characters and then they defeat hordes of enemies and stuff. And you're not really even doing anything because you can set them. If you like win enough, you can set it all to autoplay. But it's something about seeing numbers go up. And then I'll do that for like an hour whilst I'm meant to be watching TV. And then I'll get like, I'll get bored of it. Because I know that seeing the numbers go up, like it hits a little dopamine thing in my head, but it's not like, it, it's not translating to real world anything. And then I'll be like, do you know what? I'll just go do a scratch card instead. Why don't you just play Sudoku and be done with it? <laughs> because I'm not going to win a million pounds if I play Sudoku. I mean, you're probably not going to, okay. You can't argue with your flawless logic. I'm sorry. I don't know why I try. You know, you know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I and I did. I didn't win the Amaze House. You didn't. No, I'm glad. That's stupid. Um, That's like that fixed. Is, yeah, I had so many plans of what I was going to do with this bloody Omaze House. You know, because it had like it, it had a value of like five million. It had a rental value of quite a bit because it was like a three or four bedroom townhouse you know and it's in Mm -hmm. Chelsea it was in the borough of Chelsea like the posh part of London where all those dickheads remain in Chelsea are at so 
obviously like I would be a landlord and I would rent out extortionately to bankers. So in, in a way, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a lawful good, you know? Yeah. Cause like. You're stealing from the rich to give to the you. Yes, exa <laughs> exactly. You know, like, sorry, if you're paying like seven grand a month for rent, why yeah, shouldn't no, I be you... able to exploit that, you idiot? Why are you paying seven grand? If I, <laughs> if I had seven grand a month for rent, I would get a house and get a mortgage. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. What the, unless it's like, although even if it's a group of people, like seven grand is still a lot. For, how many would you need for that to be reasonable? Oh, no, that was like, it, it, like that would have been like each. No, it was like five grand each. I would have rented it out for, for a bedroom. Because oh, it had a, it had, oh, a, it, had a, it had a monthly rental value of like fifteen thousand. But I said to I said to one of my friends who lives in London, I did say, um, <laughs> I would let you live there for like four hundred quid a month, but you would have to sign an NDA that would say that you cannot tell the other housemates that that's what you're paying. So just pretend <laughs> you, you'd have to pretend that you're a trust fund kid. But I'd let you live there for super duper because like four hundred quid to live in Chelsea is so cheap, and in a townhouse, are you joking? Like I four hundred quid to live anywhere. I know. I'm just so. I'm such a good person. I wish more people could see it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. Shit. I wish more people were like me. Oh, that too. Oh, I would be so. I'd be so less stressed out if more people just thought like me. Yeah, I mean, same. But then yeah. I don't know. That might conflict if we both want everybody to think like us because we probably don't think the same way all the time. That would be an issue. I mean, you think 40 cigarettes a day is gross. I think that's standard. I, <laughs> just, I just think, how, is it, how on earth did you have the time? And did you not... Well, it's like a... Like, it's we something to do with your hands. <sighs> yeah, but like... Oh, no. No, that's that's too many. That's too many. Well, keep in mind, this was before, like, obviously social media was around, but it was before it was, like, every single thing you did every part of the day. So instead of scrolling, it was smoking. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Logically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's better for you. <laughs> Let me just do a little disclaimer. I We do not promote smoking of any kind. Uh, we do not promote gambling. I'm just trying to be a bit honest. Look, I'm not perfect. You know, I crave a cigarette. I, I <laughs> you are, the rest of us aren't. Um, yeah. I do a little bit of gambling sometimes on the National Lottery, which, you know, they, they 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 give their money away to charity. They give a lot of it away. So technically I'm just being a good person, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. It's what we said about the Omaze thing as well. So that goes to charity. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but we do not. Right, you're just so great. I just feel like it's good to talk about these afflictions, you know, because most people have replaced their nicotine addiction for just nicotine in vaping, which arguably I feel like that is like, I feel like you, I feel like that is going to be worse in 10 years time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we should talk more about um, these things. Do you remember that era of YouTube where like, like the UK YouTubers, everyone was just so clean cut and kind of cookie cutter and um, I don't know, like butter wouldn't melt. But then one of the vloggers of that generation called Tanya Burr, who I've spoken about a lot previously, she smokes. And I don't know if like she's she took up smoking as a more recent thing to aid with weight loss or I or if she smokes the entire time. But it's like 
there's a contrast there between the clean image people are putting out and then maybe what they're really like. And I ain't interested in like, I'm not putting out a clean image. I ain't interested in that. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes I crave tobacco. Sometimes every day I crave cocaine every single day. You know, I ain't gonna lie about it. It's just this me, you know. (laughs) I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think people really start smoking in adulthood like as a new thing. Do they? I think if you made it there, like you don't. Yeah. So probably she smoked the whole time and it was just like all the YouTubers are doing it. And I think it was because a lot of the audience was American. And mm. you know how they feel about stuff like smoking and things like it's a really big deal over there. So I don't know. Except vaping is perfectly fine, apparently. That's so funny that you say that about Americans, because I remember I remember being in secondary school and there was a boy in my class and he was, I think well, he was half American. One of his parents was American. And there was a girl I was friends with and she spoke. So we were like 13 and this was before I started smoking. And he was going on it, like at it, about it to her one day, like going on. He was being like, like, like he sounded English, but sometimes he'd take on a little bit of American accent. He was just like, have you ever seen a smoker's lungs? And she was like, I don't give a shit. Like get off my back. <laughs> but we were 13 and that was going on. It's just bad. Yeah, I don't think any 13 year old like cares about lungs they're like i can't see it in my body it's fine we're all immortal my god how old were you when you first when you first tried it old enough old enough i was i i think i was 14 yeah old enough okay okay (laughs) i'll tell you after i was full i was 14 when i started smoking weed which is like, way to ruin weed for the rest of your life. Why are you doing it at 14, you idiot? You know what I mean? Isn't, like, don't people start things quite young now, in general? Oh, they did when I was a teenager, but there was literally nothing. Like, I've told you in a previous episode, there was nothing to do in my town. My town just had a big mm-hmm. Tesco's and people turning into MMA boxers and fighters. So, like, the only things to do in my old town were drugs. <laughs> Or MMA, you could have done that. Drugs or <laughs> drugs or bare knuckle boxing. It's just like there's no other alternatives if you live in my hometown. <laughs> that sounds really uh, exciting and a really nice, positive place to grow up. Oh, I love it. I kind of I miss it. You know, like looking back, I don't. I we never realized how lucky we were. You know, because I had like a house with a garden and a garage. You know, I had, mm-hmm. I had a house. Mm-hmm. I haven't lived in yeah, a house I mean, in I years. Kinda, I grew up in a kind of a, well, because I lived somewhere until I was eight. And then we moved like completely out of the county. And we moved to like this shithole. Tipperary town. To this day, I despise it. I despise it and I despise everybody in it. Hate it. <laughs> it's the worst place. I lived there from when I was like eight till I was like, 16 15 16 and it was just fucking worst it's the worst hated it <laughs> what was so bad about it it's just shit <laughs> everybody <laughs> was shit it was a bad time i don't know like well in fairness right i was a fucking little weirdo like mm. we're, we're not going to beat around the bush here i was extremely off-putting and unlikable as really? i am to this day but Can't imagine. <laughs> i know right <laughs> crazy but like, so it was like a small town. Nobody really liked me. Like I had some friends and stuff, but like 
everybody kind of hated me. I guess technically I was bullied, but I kind of don't like saying that because it's not like I was like beaten up and stuff. Like it's, you know, it's just Yeah. like people being shitty more than Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. targeted bullying. So it was just shit. And everything was awful. And as soon as I left, everything got so much better. <laughs> Mm. so just hated it. I don't even know how to explain. It was just miserable. Yeah. Just bad. Yeah. No, I know what you mean, because my hometown was a bit like that. Because, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to like either. Like, in my secondary school, I got given a bit of a hard time by people. Um, but I also... did give it back do you know what i think this is so fucking narcissistic to admit but sometimes because let's take zoella specifically i've seen people say that apparently zoella was a bitch in uh secondary school right when she was a, when she was a teenager <laughs> but i've i've heard people say that about zoella like oh she was a bitch or she was a bit of a bully or whatnot in in secondary school and it's kind of like in my secondary school everyone was just quite mean to each other you know like like people were a bit mean to me and then i had a chip on my shoulder about that so i'd be mean back and sometimes i do kind of think okay but what's like the objective truth here because there's your truth their truth and then the truth the baseline like the real reality of things right because if i ever got mega super famous i don't know what i'm going to do to get this level of fame that i clearly want by the way but if i ever got like that level of famous i'm so sure there would be like at least maybe like one or two people who would come out and be like oh she is a bitch to me in secondary school and it's like yeah because everyone was a bitch to each other i got given a really hard time in year seven and then that eased up because i discovered that i was funny by year eight But then I had like a lot of issues. I had like a lot of dramas, a lot of like boyfriend issues and eating issues and stuff. So I would be a dick to people sometimes. And it was, but it wasn't really about them. It was just like, I would just be rude. You know, I remember someone being like, being like to me once, you can be really rude. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a hard time. Leave me alone. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously there's, there's targeted bullying, like you were saying, where if someone is like beating someone else up, that's like, You know, that is alarming. Yeah. But the type that I think we're both on about, um, I do kind of feel like, okay, so what if Zoella was a bit rude to people in, in secondary school? Is that indicative of her, like, 33-year-old self now? Is that really? I don't think so. Because if we're going by that, I'm a twat. Do you know what I mean? I was such a dick when I was a teenager. So if we're, if that is the standard, I'm still a massive twat. <laughs> I mean, I think we still do, like, hold people a bit too accountable for things they might have done as teenagers. Obviously, like, there's a level, right? Yeah, But, yeah, like, yeah. as a teenager, like, your brain is developing, your hormones are f***. Like, you're a bit of an asshole. Like, every Mm. teenager is a bit of an asshole. But, like, I don't know, just for people to be, like, a bit rude when they're a teenager and then have that come up when they're, like, 30 or in their 20s or 40 or whatever, it's like, well, it's not really relevant, Like, there's a line that could be crossed. Although, I do still kind of remember the people who were, like, really nice. And I would still hope that they're very nice. So, if they manage Yeah. to be not assholes as teenagers. Like, I remember there was one girl. Um, This was back in Tipperary. And she was always so nice to me. She would have been, like, one of the, like, cooler kids or whatever. Like, I, I don't know what to call it. But, um, like, she, I don't know if she ever said anything about me behind my back. I don't really care. Everybody... 
shits on everybody behind their backs when you're teenagers like it just is what it is but she was so nice and I remember like the day I came out like a couple of people were kind of weird about it and she defended me and that was really nice and she's an influencer now so I'm like you deserve it really oh I love that <laughs> yeah that's so nice yeah she's great <laughs> I remember once someone was giving me a hard time about something and my friends the girl who was getting lambasted about the cigarette lungs um that same uh -huh. girl she was defending me um because we were really close for a while and now like we're just totally totally out of contact with each other but i have seen on instagram she's doing like she has a she has a book account for doing book reviews and stuff so i think mm -hmm. oh that's nice that's sweet um we yeah. used to dis we used to disagree a lot about twilight but yeah there were <laughs> like there there were some nice people i don't know i've been reminiscing a lot recently you know, thinking of all the things that I should have done differently. I think it happens. I had a phase of that as well recently. It was really f mm. <laughs> It was like, I'm in my 20s. Why am I thinking about secondary school? Like, it's done. It's over. I can't go back and study. You can. <laughs> if you really want to. I'm not to. going to. I really <laughs> don't <could>. want to. <laughs> well, what would you do differently then? Like, is it the studying aspect or like the social I so I did socialize too much when I discovered, you know, drugs and alcohol and stuff. Um, so that, you know, I, I would lessen that and I would go back and apply myself and study. Um, yeah. And just my GCSEs were fine, though. I got like a few A's and C's and B's and stuff, but it, it should have been more like A's, you know. Can you please briefly, and I know you explained this over message, but I've completely forgotten. Can you explain secondary school in the UK because your system is so different to ours and I get really confused GCSEs are when year 11 which is your final year which is what age 16 so you finish school at 16 yeah that's very weird I don't get it <laughs> why what do you do <laughs> you finish at 18 19 is is that like because is college combined with your school then college is university it's the same thing. Okay, so we got secondary school and then 16 to 17, maybe even to 18, is college. And then afterwards is university by the age of 18, generally. Though I think nowadays they have, God, what a thrilling conversation this is. They have changed it because <laughs> I think Rishi Sunak wants to keep everyone in school until they're 18 and he wants people to like, man, uh, uh, he wants maths to be mandatory. I mean, you have to do maths for GCSEs, but you don't have to do it for A-levels. And I think he's kind of like, I think he's trying to change that or whatever, which, okay, whatever, hellscape. We had to do maths the whole way through. English, Irish and maths, those are the compulsory ones. And then some schools have like their own stuff. So I won't go too into detail because people are going to be like, they need to stop talking about this now, I'm bored. They <laughs> <laughs> stop talking about school. Um, yeah. did, you, did you want to, um, did you want to talk about like the Matt Rice thing? Are you even up to date on that? The whole Matt Rice thing? I know what you've told me, which is very biased. A fair bit, I think. <laughs> like that's I just not take an your word for viewpoint. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you used to make videos about this kind of thing, so you know, gotta. You, people took your word for things. <laughs> yeah, which is wild. Like I wouldn't listen to me because I just I I don't <laughs> make things up on purpose, but I do dream a lot. So you know, like in philosophy books 
when they they like they, like like a wild statement will be said by some bloke from like the 17th century and it'll have a little asterisk and at the bottom in the footer it will say this came to me once in a dream that's me <laughs> that's everything that comes out my mouth i love how you say you know in philosophy books like i've ever read a philosophy book in my life <laughs> oh it's it's a meme for sure it's a meme for sure i'll send it to you later because it's like it's an established kind of thing you know well i guess like i just wanted to kind of go over the Matt Rife thing a little bit because um oh god no I hate myself such a parasocial bitch I Tana Mojo Tana Mojo just did a like chit chat podcast about it and they mentioned the Matt Rife things and Tana and her co-host Brooke they get called pick me's a lot and I know why because they just they can't ever really like properly criticize a guy and the energy is quite different when they're criticizing a man versus criticizing a woman and they were kind of like defending Matt Rife and I feel like look I don't think I don't don't feel like they're hopeless causes I just feel like they need things contextualized for them properly you know because um and I'm the one who should do that because I'm just <laughs> infinitely wise <laughs> yeah because it all came to you in a dream yeah Exactly. Matt Rife came to be in a dream. Nope. Don't like don't like that imagery. Right, get rid of that. I really did not like the sound of that. No, thank you, Matt Rife. Please, please. But I'm gonna have a nightmare tonight of Matt Rife chasing me with like his chin implants and his handsome squid face. Faking medical information is a crime. You should not be going and saying that. Jesus Christ. Like the girls, they said, um, Theo Vaughn has a, because for people who don't know, Matt Rife, he's a comedian. He's in controversy because of his Netflix special where he opens it with a domestic abuse joke against a woman. And he specifically okay, said that I didn't this know one this. is. Oh, oh, God. Okay. Well, he specifically said. I says, didn't know he was a comedian. Who did you think he was? <laughs> Just like an influencer or something? I don't know. Oh, I love that because you know he would f hate to hear that. <laughs> somebody send this to him quickly oh i love that okay i will i'll say a positive thing about him because i did find him earlier this year similar time i found theo von as well and i think matt's crowd work as a comedian is very good he's really good at doing improv with the crowd and his audience participation his actual stand-up itself eh and i am a stand-up connoisseur like i know i'm i go i watch the shows like i you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I do watch, like, a lot of stand-up and stuff, right? Um, but I would also say Theo Vaughn, who, like, I've sent you his TikToks. You know who he is. Please, can you confirm you know who Theo Vaughn is? I, I know who Theo Vaughn is, yes. I've been talking to you for long enough. I know who he is. So I love him. I think he's just so funny. Um, and he's just so... He, he's, he's an intrusive thought that just keeps coming out, you know? And... But I will say... I think his stream of consciousness stuff on his podcast and when he's interviewing people or he's on like different podcast stuff, I think that's when he's at his best and his peak. Um, when he's on Joe Rogan, like he's just at his best, right? His stand-up, I've watched some of it. Not the same. I don't find his stand-up funny. You know, I feel like he's just so much better when he's not scripted, when it's just coming out and he's he's so smart and stuff, right? Um mm -hmm. So with Matt, yeah, with Matt Rife, he got a show on Netflix. He did a domestic violence joke, which, uh, I mean, I don't know it off by heart. It's it, it's a joke that's been done before, 
it, basically about a woman being hit or something because she can't cook. I don't know. It, it's like, it's an easy joke. And he says, like, I've not watched it because I can't stand Jordan Peterson anymore, but I saw like a clip of H3 talking about the Jordan. He went on Jordan Peterson and Jordan, and he said it's a modern retelling of a joke that like a lot of comedians have heard before. And it's like, well, okay, well, maybe there's your problem, right? Like, it's an old joke. It's not original. Um, mm-hmm. I like, I watch a lot of stand up and it's funny when stand-up mixes with the online world because people do that audiences and mass public people do that thing where everyone's pretending to be a little bit more progressive than they actually are you know, like like mm-hmm. people get onto the moral outrage high horse quite easily yeah. and which i've which i've never been keen on anyway because you'll notice that the people who do that very publicly they soon get called out for like doing something a bit immoral you know so i've never been like we're all human mm-hmm. right um, and I think there's a conflict between putting stand up online or having it having it mixed because like he got his career from putting his audience uh his crowd work on online. That's where like he was getting all the views and not his career. That's unfair to say. He's been a comedian for like ten years, but he started to blow up when he started uploading to TikTok and stuff, right? And here's the thing: a lot of stand up comedy is edgy. Mm-hmm. There are, there's a comedy night in London that kind of prides itself on being, we're anti-PC, as if that's, oh my God, such a shocking thing. Most stand-up and stand-up comedy is quite anti-PC or it is edgy, you know, from Mm -hmm. a variety of people. And, you know, I kind of like some edgy comedy, but there has to be, it has to be funny. And I think you do need to look at who you're targeting whether you're like George Carlin is one of the greatest comedians of all time and he was incredibly edgy but he was always punching up never down do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I think think like that's important I'm not going to get upset that he made some domestic violence joke I'm just not I've heard worse like like people aren't going to like hearing this but like recently at least in the past two years there's been a resurgence of like 9-11 jokes at comedy clubs because I've like I've gone to comedy clubs and like there's being those kind of jokes it's kind of like okay interesting um but the intent behind him doing it is what concerns me because he did it he says this one's for the guys and it's a joke about hitting a woman so it's like you're trying to pander to men who will find that thing funny that's red flag number one red flag the biggest red flag is that he's clearly upset that most of his audience is female so he is trying to pander to a certain demographic of man because he's mm-hmm. like behind closed doors he's probably being made fun of by other comedians for having like a mainly female demographic who think he's attractive like he's probably made being made fun of and he's so f- insecure because that's what it is that he can't deal with that so now he's trying to pander to a select because it's not all men like mo- like a lot of men won't find like that joke funny it's a certain type of man that is finding mm-hmm. that funny so it's like your female audience and demographic got you to this position in the first place and now you're trying to undo that that to me is the misogynistic part and also why that no offense to any men listening to this why do you want men for fans men aren't (laughs) going to be standing there outside the ticket hall to get like early bird access to tickets men aren't going to be buying your merch it is women women are the best demographic to have on youtube which is why mm-hmm. like, I get a lot of sponsorships because like my demographic is women between the ages of 18 and 36. They're the best demographic to have. Women will f- 
ride or die for you. Men won't do mm-hmm. shit. No offense to any man who's been <laughs> listening to this for like, you know, the past two years or whatever. You're the exception. But mm-hmm. like you really want to undo all of that just because you can't take a little bit of jibing. Also, he's the one who brings up his glow up. He is the one. I have seen him like not even prompted, just start talking about how, oh, well, people just, they don't, men don't want to laugh at me because like, I'm paraphrasing. He hasn't come out and said that he's hot, but like, that's what he's implying. And it's like, okay, Uh Matt Rife. (laughs) Okay, Matt Rife. If you're so hot and you're fed up of only women find you hot and they're only going to your shows because they think you're hot and they want to shag you, remove the veneers. (laughs) Can I please look up a picture of him? Because I've forgotten what he's looked like now. What he's looked like? That is not English. Look at a before and after. And this man wants to pretend that he's not had uh, chin implants or he's not had jaw filler or even a bit of cheek filler. Like, he wants to pretend that. If you are so upset at you being maybe pigeonholed or stereotyped a certain way because oh any women find me attractive and people don't want to laugh at like good looking guys remove dissolve the filler remove the implants remove the veneers i it's a self-made problem babe i don't generally like to like talk about people's appearances but i just feel like it's relevant he's here. himself go for it he looks like a lego like what the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had water in my mouth then. Thank you for that. <laughs> but like he don't like that's not I don't I don't get it. Maybe it's just because I'm not straight, but I don't I don't see I, the I, I I I am straight. I am straight and um <laughs> Oh his before is way better. <laughs> he well, looks more natural. It's more natural, but but he looked nice like he has a nice pleasant well he looks like a shithead like I'm sorry like he kind of looks like he's an asshole but he has a pleasant face but now he looks not like a person I don't like it no I don't get it oh and the reason okay I I always start so many different branches of you know thoughts and then they never go anywhere but the reason I brought up Theo Vaughn at the beginning is because um you know Tana Mojo and her co-host Brooke they they were trying to say that um well Theo Vaughn has a DV joke uh he it's it's a clip it's on Joe Rogan's podcast and I've seen that joke I've seen that clip a bunch of times right and the context of that clip is he's talking to Joe Rogan and they say something about um monster energy you know the cans of drink energy drinks mm-hmm. um and joe joe says something about it and theo turns around and says you know that those men are going home to punch like that he's saying the type of men who drink monster energy are the type who will go home and like you know hit their spouses mm-hmm. later now is that a joke making fun of the action or is that a joke making fun of the type of person the type of man who drinks it what what do you think I mean, that's clearly about yeah. the men. So it's a completely yeah, so different joke. It yeah, it's you know. So I don't see anything. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm always open for being wrong, but I don't see anything inherently toxic or problematic at making fun of the types of men who do that things, as opposed to Matt Rice version, which is making fun of the victim. There's like a clear difference. It's the punching up, punching down thing that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. like about George Carlin, you know? So like, you know, they tried to use that as an example. It's like, okay, well, you're just wrong there. Also, it's not fair to really bring up Theo Vaughn because I feel like Theo Vaughn is such an exception to a lot of things <laughs> because like, 
he can he can certainly get away with saying a lot of things that I don't think the average comedian can. And I feel like it's because you know there's no malicious intent. You know that it's he's endearing. Personally, I do think that he's like a comedy genius. He's so smarter than people give him credit for. Whereas like this whole Matt Rife thing, the intent of it was to pander to men who would find that funny and, and do what? Like piss off your female demographic? Why, dude? Like you've got the demographic mm-hmm. most people would dream of. So what if some other comedians are like ribbing you backstage? Isn't that what comedians would do with each other? I just imagine that's how they are. Like you take the piss out of people in general. I imagine comedians do it worse with each other because they're actually like funny and like witted. Yeah, and it certainly shows up that he has an insecurity about it. That's what that's how I just feel. This isn't coming from a confident person. And then the whole thing of that TikTok uh, plastic surgeon saying, "Oh, when you create like the world's best jawline." And then the person gets cancelled. He doesn't mm. mention anyone. And for the audience members who don't know, Matt Rife commented on it saying. What, what was it? What was it? Uh, something like lying about someone's medical history is illegal, FYI, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, oh, so who can't take a joke now, Matt? Like, why <laughs> would you air yourself out that way? If I want, And I don't hide the things that I've had done to my face, but if I wanted to, to hide it, I wouldn't air myself out by, like, <laughs> naming myself in a... Why would you do... Are you You're done? inserting yourself into it. I just, I, but I just, how, how overreactive must you be to, to do something like that? Well, if he is like as insecure as like it seems he is, then yeah, he would get like immediately defensive. I'm sorry, I just, he seems like a big man child to me. I, I don't I, even I just, know this man and I hate him. <laughs> I just had a Michael Scott like joke go through my head in because I was just thinking like, <laughs> like, <laughs> When Michael Scott has like the Women's Appreciation Day and he takes all the ladies of the office out for shopping. And then he's like, do you know what? Like, I'm a big supporter of women. I'm more like a woman than I thought. Today, I was acting emotional, illogical, irrational. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking like like that about Matt Rife. Like, he's acting emotional, irrational, like a woman. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, and by the way, that's a good joke. Thank you. There are some people... Thank you, I didn't come up with it. (laughs) (laughs) But there are some people who take issue with The Office because, like, oh, Michael Scott is problematic. And it's like, that's the point, though. Like, he says an outrageous thing, and then in every scene, there's, like, five people telling him, the character, why that's a bad thing and why you shouldn't say that. And that's what's funny about it. Like, we're in on the joke that he's being obnoxious or he's being ignorant. We're, and yeah. it's not coming from a malicious, ignorance place. It's just he he's trying to people-please, but he's doing it in the worst way possible each time, right? And that's what's so funny about the character, you know? Mm-hmm. But again, like, it's clearly not coming from, like, that malicious place whereas feel like this Matt Rife thing has been calculated and malicious but then like to turn around and act so emotional and irrational <laughs> as well like and then and then also to like go on Jordan Peterson's <laughs> podcast like what are you doing man it's such bad optics do you think he's trying to be like how do I word this without like implying things about him that aren't true like people like Andrew Tate are very popular at the moment and they're growing do you think he's trying to be like a comedic andrew tate which i will say 
Andrew Tate as a character, if you forget that he's a real person and has allegedly committed crimes and is awful and is ruining an entire generation of young boys, is quite funny just with like the theatrics of it. Like, you know, the video where he's like talking about Greta Thunberg and he's smoking a cigar and his like shirt's open. and He's got the pizza boxes. It's like you cannot be taking yourself seriously. If it was, you know, heinous crimes aside, if it was just a satirical character, but he's yeah. been playing the long game with it, <laughs> like I would I would have to be like, OK, bravo, you are truly the best satirist of the century. Like, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll give I'll pass the crown over to you kind of thing. Unfortunately, for what I see it, it's not. Do you know, um, mm. in a similar vein, do you know who I think is a character, isn't a real person? Okay. Here's Morgan. Hmm. I don't think, I think he, he does everything for the controversy and for the views. Like, he, he's a he's a shock kind of commentator in, in that aspect. I don't believe that he maybe even believes half of what he says, which that still, that doesn't absolve him of the responsibility of saying those things in the first place because he has a fan base that believe what he said but i've i've met a few people left and right like that in my time who aren't necessarily believing what they're saying but they're pandering to a certain audience and it's just interesting i met someone it's funny because you can't really say the right wing people because you don't want to get targeted by like oh, I, won't, I won't i won't say names like there, there's a um there's a left wing figure who's been on like this morning and stuff and has argued with Piers Morgan, who who I've met and like hung out with at a party before, like in recent years. And we were having this conversation. It's kind of like, you don't even like, you, you believe it, sure, but you're putting it on quite a bit, you know? And like kind of, unfortunately, most people in media are are like that because they have things to gain from it. You know, like most people aren't this, but that doesn't cover Tate. He's an entirely different, I don't even want to talk about him. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, for anyway. Piers Morgan, do you not think though, like, he probably doesn't believe half of what he says, but there's a difference between like just saying stuff you don't believe and being like satirical. Like I don't know if I'd say he's being satirical. No, 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 no. I think he's he's definitely like there's Piers Morgan the character, and then Piers Morgan, the person who like I don't know has a bath. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most specific and random thing. Well, you know, has like a bath. Like has a nap because everyone's got to have a nap at some point. And don't you think like having a nap is a bit of like a silly Billy thing to do? Because it's like, <laughs> oh, tee hee, I'm going for a nap. Like, oh, I'm tired and it's only 2 p.m. I'm just going to have a 30 minute power nap. Like, it's a silly You've thing to do. You've given me like an image of him like tucking himself into his <laughs> duvet, like going for, for a little snooze, like all curled up in his blankets. It's a weird image. I don't like it. He shouldn't sleep. But I am going to stress like once again. It's still not it's not good to pander to a certain type of audience and say things you don't believe because people will take it at face value and there are people there are gonna be young people who don't critically think. In my early twenties, I was a younger person who didn't critically think and took a lot of things at face value and it's like nah, nah. And then it has real world implications. Implication and a translation to the real world because it affects how people it affects how people view things. Like there was a um I can't bear to watch this stuff, but there was a documentary someone did about incels and they had this incel talk to a woman at a bar. And afterwards he was kind of like, oh, I can't believe how normal that was. And that's because he's getting fed 
and I don't have sympathy for incels. I do well if you're over the age of like 25. I think grow the like. I don't care. You know, there's this argument that certain bad influencers, like who you just mentioned, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're ruining the next young generation of men. At this point, I don't care. Like, if you're over 25 and you're believing that stuff, then I don't care about you. If you're a teenager, mm-hmm. that is different, obviously. But I now care about the women that these people are going to go on and hurt. That's where my sympathies mm. lie, not with like these blokes who by the age of 25 should know better. Um, but yeah, this, this this incel had obviously been like fed this kind of worldview from, let's face it, the online world. And then he found that talking to a normal woman, like at a normal bar, the experience was so different than what he thought. And it was shocking to him, you know? Yeah. And like, that's unfortunately a real world translation of what's going Like everyone needs to go outside and touch some grass. Yeah, no, literally as well. Like literally just go touch some grass, dude. <laughs> but if you took all of your information about the world from the internet, like you're f- you're completely f- like everything online is so extreme. Like even like obviously we don't have to get into politics, but like even mm-hmm. like politics online is so extreme. Just everything is ridiculous and blown out of proportion because the people with the most extreme views get the most likes because it gets the most engagement, blah, blah, blah. It's just mm-hmm. how it works. So then people see that and they think it's true. And I think, I know you said like kids don't critically think. I genuinely think most people do not critically think about anything. I agree with you. I agree with you because like, and this is it's maybe it's a bit of a silly thing to say, but you're not taught at schools to critically think. And I think like now with everything being online, like the, the curriculum in England and Ireland, I guess, needs to like catch the fuck up. You need to now teach people um, how to vet their sources, how to check. Because now when, uh, when something happens in the world and people say, well, other people need to be educated more and you need to educate yourself more it is now getting to the point where it's like how does someone do that because if you're going on news sites all of them have an agenda last i checked daily mail which is right wing and the metro which is left wing are both owned by dmg media so it's literally two hands the left and right on the same fucking body there's a bias and there's um don't want to say propaganda there's an agenda going on there when a company owns a left-wing paper and a but that's just the standard for media you can't really Mm -hmm. go to like many newspapers to fact check you can't go to alternative media because like that's its own cesspit and that's its own like craziness and unregulated like nonsense going on what are you meant to do you know what what are you Mm -hmm. meant to do you have to teach people to critically think but even then i just kind of fear that the internet has become pandora's box Mm-hmm. well I do think like I was talking to somebody about this the other day like it needs to be like a mandatory class at least for a few years in secondary school like you have to learn about this but then the problem is like the people who are in charge of making curriculums and stuff don't really know what it's actually like I think they're usually a bit older by the time you get to that stage of your career yeah and things have progressed beyond their understanding so yeah. I don't know how they do it Fix all the education systems. That's the, and somehow this came from Matt Rife. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's my roundabout opinion on Matt Rife. Education fix education. Be yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It kind of connects. So. Yes. My my one message to Matt Rife is: remove your veneers, and then we'll talk. 
And there you, there you go. <laughs> I think he's kind of like, I've got nothing to base this on. I think he's jealous of Theo Vaughn. I've I've really got nothing to base that on. But it's just funny because it's like Theo Vaughn is very well loved, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, do you have nothing to base it on or did it come to you in a dream? I think it came to me in a dream that Matt Rife is actually secretly jealous of Theo Vaughn and Theo Vaughn's ability to be a bit offensive, but no one really cares because he's because he's endearing, because he's like you know, he he's a bit of a sweetheart in a really weird way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Do you know those um those like blind items that they do about celebrities? Like they're on TikTok a lot. Oh, and it's called like is isn't it called like do moi or like something like that? Oh yeah, that's one of the like accounts, but then there's a whole just thing of blind items. I don't understand like what those are, where they come from. If they're not naming anybody, can't they just make up any shit that they want to? And it's like, I don't get it. Oh my God. I should make satirical blind items on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, why not? That won't affect anyone's real not life. satirical. <laughs> no, but make it obvious it's a parody. Although anytime I've done that, there's always people who are like, huh? Like, I, I think I, I put up a TikTok ages ago, I've referenced this before, and I was like... The guy who invented electricity, like, how did he get it in the light bulb? And people thought I was fucking serious. They're like, this woman, like, women don't know anything. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Clearly, we're the problem. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, parody and the internet don't mesh too well because you will get people who take things seriously or don't see the obvious joke. But, like, that is kind of why it is fun to do parody and satire like if you want to wind people up but in like a, in, a, in a fun way not in like a baiting or like politically baiting way yeah no just in the light i think i'm gonna do it watch me forget as soon as we stop recording this that i said I think, this i think you should make <laughs> make something up about matt rice please <laughs> please he, he's like he's done the one this thing lego ass mother was he's, found he's done the one thing that you shouldn't do on the internet you should never ever show your weaknesses because people don't like mm -hmm. that. Never make a video of yourself crying if you f***ed up. Like, don't do it. Because people, once they, they're like sharks. Once they scent weakness, they will go in for the kill. And he's shown to me that he's clearly very insecure. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to have some fun with that somehow. I'm just going to like cyberbully Matt right now. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like you maybe shouldn't promote cyberbullying. <laughs> Oh sure, but he, oh, that's another thing that annoys me about like this whole thing with um, because there there are some comedians who really think that they are the last bastion in the free speech debate mm -hmm. against like the woke liberals, and it's just kind of like calm down. You are an entertainer, you're a performer. Like be quiet. People shouldn't be <laughs> going to comedians, left or right. They shouldn't be going to comedians for like moral, moral judgments or or political engagement you know like yeah because like right-wing comedians are especially bad for that but left-wing comedians as well like i was listening to who was it i think i was watching like a russell howard thing once he's a england english comedian yeah and because mm -hmm. he has this show russell howard's good news and i think i was watching like a recent episode and i was like hang on why is he just soapboxing to me like he's just doing he he's doing a few jokes but there is a political run underneath mm -hmm. this that he's writing at me i don't know why like what am i gonna do like i, I feel like we're mm -hmm. both on the same side why why am i watching this this is not enjoyable this is just like it's not even that funny you know so i turned off these 
people and there's a english comedian called stuart lee who has this i love stuart lee he has this great bit about ricky gervais mm-hmm. who i don't mind a lot of the time i mean thanks to him the office us came out which is so much better than the office uk the office uk is just whatever who cares um stuart lee has this bit about ricky gervais and how people like him and matt rye falls into this category too because he's just he's saying the things that you can't say that's why people like him. He says the unsayable. He says the things you can't say on a Netflix special watched by millions of people. He's saying the things that you're not allowed to say anymore. <laughs> like he has this whole bit about it. And it's so f- true because it's people like Matt Rife and Jordan Peterson like goes into this little bit where it's like, you can't say these things anymore. And it's like, bitch, he just got a Netflix special. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. he's on Netflix. Yes, you can say shut up <laughs> i actually do like ricky gervais to be honest with you cancelled can't say that can't say that anymore Can you, you not... can't say you like nah joking are um, we not think... allowed to like ricky gervais anymore i, what, I won't, think he's all right take away from <laughs> us uh, to me like I, I saw one of his shows not too long ago actually because I, I was given a free ticket so i was like oh, i got nothing to do and to me it was kind of like some of it was funny but some of it was like oh you're just trying hard man like shut up you know actually mm-hmm. i think i mentioned this on on this podcast right like because he's become like a free speech person as if we have we don't have like free speech in england anyway i'm just gonna say right um he's catering to like that kind of audience and when i went to one of his shows at the beginning of this year i saw a lot of middle-aged like bold men with crossed arms watching him (laughs) right and like middle-aged bold men with crossed arms aren't allowed to find anything um funny you know because i guess having uh, humor is a type of an emotion right they're always like mm-hmm. looking cross in public and he's saying these jokes that like they probably agree with like non-ironically you know he's saying ironic rude jokes they probably agree with it non-ironically but they're just sitting there like this <laughs> just glaring not not, not enjoying themselves because god f-ing forbid you like who drinks like a piss warm can of carlin down at the local you can't enjoy yourself publicly it was just funny because it's like ricky this is going to be this is the future that you're going to have if you like just just rein it in a little bit yeah you know i mean like be a bit more nuanced right mm-hmm. anyway sorry right over no the, it's just that <laughs> idea of like men not being able to enjoy themselves that just that must be a british thing right because that's not here at all it's definitely it's a, it's a certain type of like middle-aged um <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Brexiteer. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, like bold probably has like oh, I love my mum tattooed on their back and like Liverpool FC or like Manchester or like some sort of football, Chelsea, whatever thing mm-hmm. on their back. You know, as soon as like there's a bit of sun in the summer, that's it. They're whipping the shirt off, their beer bellies out, they're walking down the street being like bloody foreigners. Like <laughs> It's that, like, there's such a specific... And I don't care if I've offended someone by saying that, because guess what? You are not my demographic if you fall into that category. <laughs> but it's that specific type of, like, didn't vote leave twice for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, bloke, they can't enjoy themselves. And, like, you, and you never see them, like, like, like cracking a smile or, you know, mm-hmm. very specific. I mean, not, not all middle-aged uh, white men, not all, just yeah, quite a few. <laughs> Irish people are just so unserious and we're just fun people. Like I always say, the only like passport control that is ever nice and pleasant is the Irish one. They're always so friendly. They're always like, welcome back. Or like, oh, it's the weather's shite. Good luck. <laughs> You're Irish. Yeah. 
I'm glad you figured that out. Yeah, finally, I can work out the accent. Right? Can <laughs> I? I'm actually really bad at accents. Can I ask you what um what's going on with Conor McGregor? Because he said something about I need to apologize, and then he just like he's taken the piss. Just, like yeah, yeah, but like what's going on with why is he in trouble? So, you know, we had like, yeah, you do know that we had riots and stuff because I was like texting you like wasn't ignoring you. Just there was riots riots, (laughs) as you do. Sure. Yeah, this is not a thing here, by the way. But um, can I uh, just a quick run through? This is quite a serious topic. So I just go very quickly. over. There was a stabbing outside of school. Um, uh, Not a teacher, but it's like a support worker and a young girl were stabbed. And the guy was like, I don't know gotten or whatever he was knocked over by a delivery driver and then like the guard came or whatever um but as a result of that there was like a big riot in town because the guy who had stabbed the the woman and the child was he, he was technically an immigrant but he had been a citizen of ireland for like 20 mm-hmm. years or he'd been in the country for 20 years and was a citizen um but there has been like a growing like anti-immigration thing happening here, which is fucking stupid, considering we're a country of immigrants. They're like during the famine, half of us went to America. Half of mm. us are currently in Australia. Like it's fucking dumb. So and we were treated terribly in America. There was a whole big riot. And then it was kind of noticed afterwards that the riot happened because not because, but Conor McGregor had tweeted like we're at war they're coming for our children. And he's been like really one of the people pushing this anti-immigration shite, which okay. he's just an embarrassment to the country. Like mm. he's actually fucking embarrassing. And I know the gym that he that he goes to. <laughs> I can get there right now. They could be anywhere in Dublin. But he's just like a fucking gobshite. And then people are like calling for him to like have some kind of something happen against him but the thing is we don't have any laws that actually like directly protect that which mm-hmm. i i don't know it's a tricky subject but he's a gobshite everybody thinks like he has too much power and should be taken down and he's just loving the attention because he's a folkhead and like <laughs> <laughs> well he is isn't he that's just a fact right it's a fact yeah allegedly yeah. Sure. <laughs> in theory in my opinion <laughs> So yeah, he's an embarrassment, and then he did that tweet like, "I need to apologize," just because he wanted like people to click on it. I guess. Yeah, that's that lovely story. <laughs> it's always tricky when, and also the the um, person that stopped the assailant was an immigrant himself, wasn't he? Because I yeah, read he was news Brazilian. article about it. Yeah, he took off his delivery helmet and clubbed the guy over the head, and I just thought <laughs> that is iconic. What we a legend! Yeah, he's great. Um. Yeah, there's always an issue with like social media when stuff goes on. Because this, this again is the thing of educate yourself. How is the average person kind of meant to anymore when everyone just has an opinion and feels like they have a need to broadcast that opinion? Very ironic that I'm saying this from a podcast, but I built this podcast up myself. Clearly, there's an audience there for my opinions, right? Just saying. Okay, kind of unrelated, but also still semi-related, but also funnier than... Mm. Because this, obviously, the Conor McGregor stuff isn't funny, um, but... So a couple of years ago in Oxford Circus in London, um, <laughs> something happened and it kind of got turned into, I don't know how to say, because like, the, do you know there's an expression called Chinese whispers, but that's actually really racist. Is it racist? 
yeah I, I and I myself I'm only saying this because like I only found out about this recently because I will I sometimes I just sit there and I think to myself huh why is that phrase phrased that way and I'll just google you know like the history of it or whatever and it turns out the yeah the 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 phrase Chinese whispers um it's racist because it comes from like a racist stereotype I get of I guess like anglicized people or like, or, I don't know exactly where it came from, but basically it, it means that like, oh, because you can't understand how like Chinese people speak, you don't understand Chinese, but it's got a racist connotation. Like, Okay, it's... well, you can also call it a game of telephone. Yes, the telephone game, yeah. But like, mm-hmm. I'd, ne- I'd never even like really heard of like the telephone game until like I read about this stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, fine, right. So just so, so people are caught up on that. Yes, Chinese whispers, offensive term. Better to say the telephone game. It got turned... So something happened in Oxford Circus and it so quickly got turned into like a real life telephone game where um they they blocked off like all the all the sh- <laughs> I'm laughing, like wait till you get to the end of this. People automatically thought, oh my god, it's a terror attack happening, right? So I think it was around about the time that there were terror attacks happening in London. And uh so people immediately fled and Oxford Circus is one of the busiest parts of London it's where like all the shops are and stuff everyone like fled the street was deserted people were inside the big shopping um buildings and they were trapped right and they were like oh we have to stay in here because it got turned into oh my god there's a gunman on the loose there's a gunman in Oxford Circus on the loose and Ollie Murs was trapped inside I think it was like a Debenhams or or a John Lewis and he was live tweeting being like oh my god there's a gunman I'm hiding inside like hide and hide a coat rack or whatever and it got turned into this huge (laughs) and this is what actually happened (laughs) oh god someone on Oxford Circus Underground at the tube station pushed someone else that's it what? like not on the tracks no 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 just like they they pushed there was a skirmish but it so quickly got turned into something's happening oh now there's a gunman blah 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 and Ollie Burns had been live tweeting and I think actually ironically Piers Morgan called him out on it being like you are so irresponsible for you know promoting that without knowing better yourself like saying that there's a gunman running around oxford circus but it was it was just someone had a little skirmish where someone pushed someone else got turned into like maybe a little mini fight and then how did that happen i don't know but because like no i don't think anyone seriously got got hurt therefore it's okay to laugh about it because that is hilarious mm-hmm. jesus being christ just like somebody got shoved and they went, it's a terrorist attack. <laughs> I think like they must have. Do you know what? Actually, I'm going to do a live Snopes right now. I'm going to Oxford. I'm going to Google it just to make sure. Um, because I am considerate. Also, Oxford Circus gunman Ollie Murs. <laughs> oh my god, Ollie Murs defends tweets mistaking claim mistakenly claiming gunshots in so he was in Selfridges. So I was wrong. He's defending himself. So he had been tweeting stuff like, really not sure what's happened. I'm in the back office. People screaming right towards the exits. And then he tweeted, everyone get out of Selfridges. Now gunshots. I'm inside. What do you mean gunshots? Did he hear gunshots? No, this is so funny to me. The initial After initial panic and wider reports of gunshots at the scene, the Met Police issued a statement saying no evidence of shots fired raised suspects located by the police. Passengers were on the tube platform, which initiated the self-evacuation claim. The panic was started by a fight between two men. So two men had a little fight. Someone pushed the emergency button and then it got turned into 
burn this country. <laughs> oh my god, I am so proud of my capital. Like I, I <laughs> you know, like no one got hurt. It's fine to. I I just love that. I love that for us. That we're so like we're such a miserable people. Londoners, Londoners, like wherever you're from, as soon as you move, immigrate, whatever, to London and you become a Londoner, you become miserable. You're always in a rush. Like if someone is on the tube and it's busy and they've got a pram, you're tutting. You're tutting at that new mother. You are. You're like, oh, she's stayed at home, lady, out my way. Like you turn into a miserable person. So the fact that like we are that, but simultaneously, we all just like shat ourselves and thought, oh, there's a gunman because <laughs> like someone hit someone else. <laughs> I'm I feel so like proud. I didn't notice like people being miserable, but I don't notice things. And I was only there for a day. Although there was one like when do you remember you asked me if I could pick you up a vape when I was there? God airing me out. It was my birthday. It was my birthday. It's fine. <laughs> no, it was just like I was passing the shop anyway. Yeah. So it was grand. Um, but you told me like the flavor, and then I went in and she didn't have those flavors. So I was like trying to get you to respond to my text, like, and you tell me these are the options but you weren't responding for ages so i was just standing in the shop and she was so clearly not happy like i was just standing by the crisps i wasn't in anybody's way but she was like glaring at me i was like what the f yeah just wait like calm down i i stood my ground i was waiting mm -hmm. you took ages <laughs> i was doing my hair and makeup and i was i was literally like over an hour late to my own birthday party but that's because i am just like fantastic that way yeah, well, it was good for me that you were late because I was there at the same time as you. I arrived like just before you. So mm. that meant that I didn't have to go in after you. You're to, welcome. Or before you, sorry, to a room of people that like don't know. <laughs> that would have been welcome. awful. Everyone would have been like, who are you? And I would have ran away. Once I had a um I had a joint birthday party with someone because their birthday was like a week after mine. And a joint birthday party that we organized at the Holy Arms in Camden. And I, I think I must have been like 22 or something, maybe 23. And I was over two hours late to my own party because I was at home snorting MDMA. And by the time I got there, I was in the best mood ever. And I remember some <laughs> some girl had this like this amazingly like textured dress. And I was like to her, like my jaw was swinging and I was just like. I don't want to be weird, but can I just like touch your dress? And she knew the score. She was like, absolutely go for it. And I was like, wow, what a great birthday. <laughs> was that your best birthday ever? <laughs> Do you know what? It was actually a pretty good birthday because it was a good party. It was a good turnout. Um, I was absolutely just like chock-a-block. So I was just off my head. It was it was a pretty <laughs> memorable one. It was a pretty good one. I remember it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anyway. Um, we should actually end this episode. We didn't get round to doing the things, but we'll just do them in the next episode. Perfect. Get two yeah. episodes out of it. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our little chit chat about um God, I don't Matt know. I'm rife. Yeah, oh god. Oh god, we're gonna get in trouble for this one. Oh I don't think men... we said anything. No, but like men, men are so sensitive and emotional and they're so irrational and illogical and they just overreact. And my comment section is just gonna be full of angry boomers being like well i thought the joke matt rife did was funny okay good for you I, I don't care before you comment ask yourself does your comment make you sound like a woman always bear that in mind do you sound like a woman right now if so change it <laughs> i'm just exactly. kidding i i love women i Me i too. for one i for one am grateful for my mainly female demographic 
I'm grateful because when I first started doing YouTube many many moons ago um initially I think my first like couple hundred or maybe thousand followers were men and boy the fucking difference in the way that men were and like they're following me and they're engaging myself and they're liking my posts but they would like just be so rude and nasty and in turn because like that was my experience of the internet I was mm -hmm. rude and nasty as well. And then I did a few Anision videos. I got this influx of female followers. Women were being so nice to me. And I, because my humor was way edgier when I, it was a mixture of like immaturity, being younger and stuff, but also being around that type of like person online in my online world, shall I say. I had like an edgier mm -hmm. sense of humor when I was younger. And just like having so much positivity from women, I stopped being as nasty thanks to having like a mainly female demographic. It's true. It's just women are wonderful. They yeah, make you a better be a nice... person. They do. Like women, like, in fact, I think um, I think Jack Whitehall has like a joke about just how women will always find something to be nice about in each other. Like men are horrible. Like you get a group of men on a stag do. They're horrible to each other. They're like, you know, stitching someone up. They're tying someone to a lamppost in like a foreign city. You know, like that's what men like a stag do. But women, his joke is like, you could have just like absolute beast of a woman and she'll still have like a jumper that says nice eyes. You know what I mean? Like that that's kind of his joke. But it's true though. Men, like they would be so horrible to me. They would tell me like, oh, you're getting fatter or oh, like you look ugly today or whatever. And then like I in turn would turn around, just be nasty right back. I used to be like, whatever, you're all virgins. I don't care, which is hilarious <laughs> and iconic of me to be honest. But then like women, they were being so nice to me that I was like, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to stop being as edgy i'm gonna stop making as edgy jokes because i'm just not feeling that same kind of like anger inside me anymore wonder why thank you women <laughs> it's a mystery really <laughs> anyway guys thank you so much for listening and watching make sure you check us out on spotify and itunes five stars please on itunes <clears throat> and we'll see you all tomorrow bye bye the Elise Easy Show. 